Welcome back to Radio Physics, a collaboration with the Aspen Center for Physics, KDNK Community Access Radio in Carbondale, and advanced physics students from Roaring Fork Valley Schools. I'm Patty Fox, and today I'm capturing a Zoom meeting from Aspen High School, where a new and exciting club has formed, Girls in STEM. Their faculty advisor, Halen Gonzalez-Pita, has made this program possible. So thank you, Halen. Um, I'm going to let Mino Kanfaruki, one of the student organizers, tell you about the club. And then she and her classmates will introduce the two physicists they're interviewing who are here at the Aspen Center for Physics, uh, participating in a winter conference. Their conference is entitled Dynamical Formation of Gravitational Wave Sources. And as an aside, the, one of their members, the 2020 Nobel Laureate Andrea Goetz, the fourth woman in history to have been awarded the Nobel for um, physics, gave a lecture last night at Wheeler Opera House. And, both of these women were in attendance and pretty excited about her lecture and the future of their research. Mino, I'm gonna turn it over to you. Um, hi, I'm Mino Konfruki. Um, I, along with a couple of my friends, Natalie Wesner and Claire Anderson, um, organized the Girls in STEM Club at Aspen High School. Um, basically, we just wanted to um, expose more people to STEM um, and encourage people um, to explore their passions. Um, and we've had the idea for this club for a little while, but we finally got around to starting it this year. Um, and we're just super excited to share with everyone. Um, so we're here um, with Devnandini Mukherjee and um, Gayatri. Um, and um, we're just interviewing them uh, today. Um, to get more information on what it's like to be a woman in STEM um, and hopefully see if any of us are interested in maybe entering um, a physics field. I know that I am. Um, yeah. So um, the first question that I want to start with is what was your education like? Because I know that you were both educated in India. Um, what did that mean for you? I can start if that's okay. Um, so my education has been, so my school and undergrad and master's was in India. Uh, so I'm, I come from Eastern India, from the state of West Bengal, and that was where my schooling was. And my uh, undergrad and my master's was in Delhi, University of Delhi. And then I moved to the US. I did my PhD from University of Wisconsin, my first postdoc at Penn State University, and my current postdoc is in Narsha, Nasa Marshall um, in um, North Alabama. So uh, I would say uh, I have sort of had the opportunity of in possibly enjoying the best of both worlds. So a lot of my fundamental education uh, was uh, like my basis, basics of physics was built in India. And then my PhD in research life has been in the US so far. So uh, that has been sort of the background. And uh, I have had the opportunity to interact with and uh, collaborate with some of the best people from both parts of the world. Uh, yeah, so um, I'm from um, 
like a southern part of the India, it's completely different from what um, Devinandi come, coming from. But um, my all my schooling, like a bachelor's as well as my master's, I did it in the southern part of India. It's now the state known for actually a highly educated, uh, populated region. So it's like a hundred percentage literacy rate on all over the India. That's a state. It's very famous for the education on not only girl, uh, boys, uh, all girls are highly educated in that area. So, uh, and after that, in my master, I started exploring on the interest towards uh, physics as well as astrophysics. And that leaded me into the uh, one of the top institute in the uh, India that um, focused on the research in industry as well as the basic science. So that's uh, Indian institution of um, uh, Bombay, Indian uh, Institution Technology of Bombay. And they have very highly qualified uh, uh, professors as well as um, students in not only engineering, also in the science field. So uh, that also started uh, my, my area of uh, research. It's in the gravitational as we are here. And that given me an opportunity to um, collaborate with the, all over the world. Uh, with the professor. So I have been traveling, uh, collaborating with uh, uh, France, uh, professors in France, as well as in Max Planck institutions uh, in the Germany, as well as in the US. That leaded me into the uh, my next career uh, away from the, my home country. I started my first postdoc fellow in uh, University of Florida. Um, so I just, uh, my, this is my first post joke. So I'm just in the initial stage of my career, but I'm, this is like a given me a greater opportunity, not only, uh, exploring all over the world, science, how it treated and how it is science has been taken very seriously. Thank you so much for sharing. I'm sorry. I apologize for being a little bit late today. Um, but I'm here now and I guess our next question is, what has your experience been being a woman in a male-dominated field? Uh, I, I can take this first. Um, so the experience has been, for me, I would say widely different. Uh, uh, I would say at least somewhat different between the two countries that I, I have majorly worked in. Um, so in, in, although I have to say I did not pursue a lot of as much research in India as I did in the US. So there is that difference. So in India, I studied up until the end of my master's. And so it was mostly attending classes and not as much of research. My PhD and most of my research life has been in the US. So there's that difference. But in general, the interaction with male colleagues, the culture of doing so, I found it to be quite different between the two countries. So in India, uh, I even though I was a master's student last, I was still interacting with um, my uh, master, uh, my PhD seniors, and so on. And at at that point of time, I found the first of all the area of physics is not um, as male dominated in India. So we had more women, and it was not just the numbers; it's also uh, the attitude of the men that I met in different institutions that I was either working at or doing projects at. I found it to be overall quite welcoming, quite friendly, quite gender independent, I would say. They treated me more like a person. Like I have also been in certain classes where maybe I was the only woman, but I never felt 
<laughs> it might sound funny, but I never felt like a woman. I just felt like another person in that class who's asking questions, who's being interactive with the teacher, so on and so forth. So on one hand, uh, I would say there were more women. Uh, on the other hand, even if there wasn't as many women as men, uh, the attitude of the men was congenial to a balanced uh, set of interactions. So not only that, but like a lot of the male colleagues and seniors we had, uh, I have spent a lot of good time hanging out with them, going to places with them on weekends. We would go to places together and it was not even about science. It was sometimes just about shopping and even the men would take interest in that. Now, it, it, it makes me smile rem reminiscing about that even today because I found the culture to be drastically different in the US. I was the only uh, woman student in my graduate classes. And uh, um, it, I found it hard to interact with quite a large a number of people who were men, especially. Um, there wasn't a lot of friendship. It was mostly just cordiality. It's not like people were necessarily rude or bad. It's just that there wasn't, I didn't see as much of a culture of intermingling or going out and taking interest in the same set of things. Most of my colleagues would just want to go to a bar and watch a hockey game. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. And I know there are a lot of women who love doing that as well. Maybe it was just not my thing, but I felt like there was a lack of diversity of <laughs> interest among physicists, like the social aspect of being a scientist here tends to be sometimes monochromatic and that probably affects this, uh, uh, affects the fact that we don't always feel welcomed. So there is, uh, there, we are not always part of conversations. We really have to push it to make our presence felt, to join the discussions, for instance, at a conference during coffee breaks. Uh, so, so that has been that I'm talking about the pleasanter side of the experiences. A lot of us uh, have also faced um, covert discrimination. A lot of us have also faced um, a lot of other negative things, uh, verbal violence and so on from male colleagues, uh, seniors, professors, whatnot. Uh, it's not like everything is perfect in India. Uh, there are probably people in India also who face some of those same things. But I feel like the overall attitude is more well, like is not as welcoming to women as we would like it to be in our STEM fields, especially the math sciences here in the US yet. Okay, so uh, actually my, uh, like uh, I, am, I, am, I agree with uh, uh, some of things with the Debnami, but uh, my experience, maybe I'm got more lucky in in that in that sense i uh, i was did my phd into the a professor lady professor she's very she's the one of first uh, i could say she's the first uh, um, lady professor she has been got the degree in this field in india so she's known for uh, first woman in this gravitational waves in from india so i'm doing under her um, phd it was like a, my one of the best opportunity and I, it was in a very good, um, like a top institution so that I didn't feel any difference. Like uh, they always treated me as a one of the colleagues. So any discussion open to discuss, no matter like there is no girl or boy, there, that difference I never faced in India. And even as uh, Devanadri mentioned, they treated me as a, one of the colleague as well as friend. So we, I have all friends, like in, especially in theoretical field, 
uh, I didn't see any girls, very rare, one or two girls, we can, I can count them, that's the girl. So I don't have any company to hang out or something. I don't need to feel that one because all uh, other colleagues, male colleagues are like just like my friends. So they are treated as equally as how they treat other friends, even going out or a sports activity. So all sports activity happening, I, I will be the only girl will be there in that group, but they never disclaim uh, any deviation from I'm a girl or something. They never uh, treated me like that. Even in the work-wise, if I have any point, they treat how they treat every each individual one. If you have a strong point, if you have a strong opinion, then they respect. And if you have a valid uh, discussion and everything that treated in the same way. And uh, in US, I I seen in not only that, the, the interaction is with little less, even between the groups also. Uh, maybe I'm, I came into US in a wrong time because of all pandemic started when I just came. But otherwise also I have a different experience happen with the different people. But overall in my group, I have very good interaction. Uh, there is no treatment like a girl or boy. But I seen some groups have that difference. Maybe they face a little bit off. But uh, overall, I didn't had a very bad experience or anything. But overall, I got a good groups uh, in both sides. So that's why I'm not. Uh, I'm, I'm. I got lucky. I could say because I seen. Uh, I seen my some of friends even in India. It all depends on where you are and which field. All based on that, you might see some difference. Some discrimination can happen. So even I seen some my. Girls, some friends have been faced a lot of issues between the main colleagues in India as well, or uh, also in US. So it's uh, I I think um, we it all depends on if we, we can try to be like we can try our best to or do what right, and if we see something not right, we should speak up. That's I I, I always believe on that. If I don't find that is ethically right, I would always raise my voice. Like I'm not going to step back and okay, I'm a girl, I'm not, I don't want to be in trouble or something. No, I'm not going to do that because it's everyone right to be do this. Um, you already touched on this a little bit, but what were the biggest differences do you think from um, maybe being in India and being here? So me or, sorry, I got okay so biggest difference i see um here little uh the interaction with little less comparatively but uh overall wise in scientific uh, output wise i didn't feel any difference in my my experience wise but uh maybe uh maybe that all depends on where you are and what group you are in or what are the colleagues actually because all change between people to people uh, for me, I would say, yeah, on one hand, there was this difference in interactions. Um, so I have attended a few uh, seminars of, um, in my field in India, um, maybe one or two. And the one uh, interesting thing that I saw, especially with regards to women in STEM, is that uh, a lot of the female scientists in our field in India, they are, uh, they are also aware of the problem that we don't the one difference is we don't have 
as much of an organized effort to get more women into STEM fields as we do in the US. So I feel like the efforts in the US are really good. Like people are spending a lot of time actively thinking about it and organizing things. In India, um, not as much money is going into it or not as much of organizing is necessarily happening, but then it's happening more at an individual person-to-person -person level, which is also good and important because a lot of the female physicists themselves would come out and interact with, uh, would, would make it a point to go and interact with females, especially who are newer in the field. They would like sort of sit at a table and invite the others in so that there is a space, a conversation happening. And like some of the, some of the best things that I heard during those conversations was, no matter how, what happens, uh, keep doing what you're doing. Like, just do not stop, keep pushing it. Because um, since we are um, still a minority in these fields, there will probably be a lot of forces that will try to throw you out of your trajectories, but do your best uh, not, to, not to be outdone. And uh, that, that, was, uh, that was very powerful advice. And I try to uh, follow it all the time. And it's something I would want to share with you guys also. So I feel like the one major difference I saw was there was a lot of uh, personal interest a lot of the women in the field were taking. Over here, I would say people are interested in making a change. It's not like they don't. But I think the, people could take it up uh, at a personal level also, besides being part of committees. You know, because then it's like you wait for that one day, one APS meeting where you talk about important issues, but not every day. So I think the issues we face in the U.S. are, uh, are or anywhere in the world need to be dealt with and treated every day, not just uh, as part of organized uh, efforts. So that's like the one difference I'd like to mention. Thank you so much. Yeah, I found that to be really meaningful to me, too. Um, so I guess I'm wondering, what is, what is the hardest part of your career, Ben, looking at all aspects, like, you know, not just being minority, being a woman, just in general, too? Um, hardest part in, the, so I would say, um, I mean, it's competitive. It's a competitive field. And so you're going to have to know what you need to know and more. And so you will have to keep pushing yourself at every stage. There will be, um, so uh, basically PhD, uh, up until the end of PhD is uh, basically where organized education kind of ends. And after that is like uncharted territories. You, you don't know what happens there. But the point is uh, like pushing yourself to uh, interact with more people so you can find job opportunities. Like we do find a lot um, and I think that we will also we, we find ourselves spending a lot of time applying to jobs, going through career in instabilities where uh, suppose an offer gets made, but uh, you accept it and unfortunately it gets canceled. So then you're stranded, you have to apply again. So uh, there's all these uncertainties, of course, in this career. It's a lot of hard work. It's a lot of research. So while a lot of people in my age, you know, so I'm 34 now, and a lot of people my age are um, people who studied engineering or medicine, for instance, they have stable jobs, they're settled, uh, they have nice houses and cars. As physicists, <laughs> we I don't know if we'll ever have nice houses or cars. It is not something I particularly want either. But the point is there is more stability. They don't have to worry if two years later I'll still have a job, but we do. 
And so uh, that that is definitely um, one major difficulty in this field that you will have to keep pushing yourself and uh, keep taking on the challenge of that uncertainty until and unless you reach a point where you are at a permanent job, the tenure track, and that is not necessarily easy to attain. Not everyone gets tenure track. Yeah, so I just add maybe one or two points because in this field, like it's not like something like we have a job and we just settle down or something. We always, every day, we learn something and we try to do something on research. This is like we every day we need to be updated with what what is happening in the research field and what we want to do. And every time we need to push these things forward every time. So that is quite different from the any other field like uh, medicine or any uh, some it's completely the research is uh, we don't might be till uh, me and Devinandini till looking for next level jobs and after having a faculty position also if I end up being having a faculty position till you will be uh, working towards to do some research that is like each day it's a big task each day you need to be very planned and work on what you want it's like a long-term goal every time the goal always goes upper and upper it never going to like okay i'm going to finish it out here no research is not like that but the i i seen also that my friends in other field they settle down events but i'm not uh too much worried about that because what i do i'm very happy about it so this happiness it's the most valuable than the anything i can get it in other other things so what i do if i research i get some results and i'm so happy that i can't get it in going out or something that's like i'm i'm putting myself like my happiness is it's lies here so i want to target that so that is the most thing but the hard part is every time you need to go for this job security like you can't do research alone you need to have some position and you need to look for those that might kill you uh, sometime but uh, that is the reality so we need to go along with that but uh, yeah that's that's the thing I'm going to interrupt here for just a minute and say that the Aspen Center for Physics is a wonderful place for you to talk, you high school students, to, um, I would always welcome any time you call to, to set up an appointment with any of the physicists who are here, both winter and summer. And um, you would be surprised at how easy it is, as with these women, to sit down and just chat with a physicist about their lives and about their struggles and about their successes. And, you know, they give you wonderful advice. If you're interested in a particular school, um, we have physicists from that school, most likely, um, all year round. So we'd really love to have you um, take advantage of us. We're here and we're happy to help you out. I'm going to also close out this radio portion of the program. We have a few more minutes to chat informally, but I would like to say 
that um, I thank you again to all of you for participating and congratulations to the girls in STEM club. I'm so excited about this club. And I actually had this fantasy that maybe you could inspire some of the other high schools in the Valley to form a girls in STEM club. I'd like to pick you up and take you to another school. Maybe we can do that sometime later. Um, I, and I'd also like to thank again, um, the KDNK Community Access Radio in Carbondale for sponsoring radio physics and for um, being a partner with the Aspen Center for Physics. <laughs>